Probably science. I am Andy Wood. With me, as always, is Brooks Whelan. Hey, what's up, Andy? Uh, and our third host is in absentia this week, but Matt Kirschen is often our co-host. Uh, and this is a podcast where we try to bring you science news with a comedy twist. It's the fine line between informed and underinformed. Uh, most, both, mostly underinformed. Mostly underinformed. But both both Brooks and I and Matt have have backgrounds in science. I studied engineering. I don't do that anymore. Focused mostly on comedy these days and. Brooks, of course. Yeah, I went to the University of Iowa and got a, a degree in biomedical engineering, and I still do that. Do a lot of science. Like today, I was wearing a lab coat. Felt real neat. So Brooks has the most credibility of anybody here from a science standpoint. Uh, with us this week, we were very excited to have a special guest, comedian Mike Burns. Hello. Thank you for joining I, us. I am not good at science. You have no background in science. I have an advertising degree that I threw in the garbage. From education is for pussies. <laughs> you literally <laughs> threw it in the garbage? Yes. Really? Absolutely. Did anybody just witness it, or was it purely for your own? No, I was just moving, and I'm like, I don't need this shit, and I threw it away. Wow. I also didn't pay off my student loans. I told them to screw themselves as well. Well, I think once you've just the a... documentation, they can't. They have nothing over you. Right, you and a it's a worthless diploma to me, so why should I have to pay for it? I was an 18-year-old kid, and I feel that I was swindled into thousands of dollars that I had to pay them for something that I didn't need in the end. You did get swindled. Well, to be fair, they were just doing an excellent job of advertising right. that university oh, to you. Good. Right. The speaking has become the teacher. Speaking of throwing things, Andy's phone... Is, is cracked right now. You threw it against I, a wall. What happened? What is the I've story got, of this? I've got the 3GS, which is completely useless with anything recent software. Might as well be a dial tone phone. It's, it's a brick at this point, and I, I was trying to get direct. To be fair, my temper it can be short sometimes. My girlfriend and I had spent a longer time than I wanted to at Ikea, and I just wanted to oh. get out of Burbank, and I couldn't get directions to get where That'll I wanted do it. to go, and it just wasn't responding for a solid 10 seconds, and I threw it angrily. Uh, more as a gesture. It was in my car. I thought nothing is hard enough in my car for it to break, but my water bottle is metal, and that was right in the floor. So Ooh, it shattered the screen. Is, this is not on you. This is on Ikea. I went in there one time to get just a simple poster, but I don't realize you have. it's a maze that you, you can't have. You go straight through to one place. No. You have to go through all of Ikea to go. It's the worst. And I, I'm glad I didn't have my phone on me. Well, I probably did, but I'm not a psychopath, so I didn't throw it. I've I, thrown it before, but always at my bed or something where I knew. It's not even... <laughs> it's the pussiest thing ever. Yeah. I'm it's tired like of this. I'm going to throw my phone into a pillow. I did that. Yeah. I, when I lived in New York, I had a phone which had a lot of great uh, booby pictures in it that I'd collected from different young <laughs> ladies, and I was dating a girl, and she made me really upset. I hung up the phone, and I threw it at my bed, thinking that it would just kind of Sticking the pillows oh, or whatever, no. it skipped off like a stone, hit the wall, and just exploded <laughs> oh into God. a million pieces. And I was so mad. I was like, "My nudie pictures, no!" <laughs> like looking at each little shard, that was probably a nipple right there. I tried piece. to get it repaired. I offered some electronic store like a hundred dollars just so I could retrieve all those oh, and then have them for man. my collection. Uh, I I wouldn't. I never got angry and threw my phone. I would jokingly throw my phone. I had a BlackBerry, and it was just. Such a piece of garbage, I'd be like, I don't even care, and I'd throw it, and it never broke. And it was funny, and I, I always kind of wanted it to break. Right, <laughs> right. like a little kid who's like, oh, I broke my bike. I can't. Exactly. Because you want a new one. Right, exactly. I was going to feel justified in buying the 4S if I'd broken this, but I, I hear the 4S isn't even that great. So oh, what are you talking that about? That Siri thing is incredible. Is it, you have it? I've played with it, and Dude, it is wow. really fun. It's a little bit better than an iPhone 4, and an iPhone 4 is awesome. Is yeah. it really that much better? I love it. Oh, maybe I will. Okay. Yeah, you should. It it looks like somebody ran over 
your phone with an 18-wheeler and somehow it's got all 18 wheels It does on. not show a lot of I class. don't understand how... I should have more respect for technology. I was an electrical engineer. I mean, I should, I should understand that you can't just, like, when your computer isn't working, you can't just keep hitting the mouse button yeah, forever. I, that does, and I do that. I'm an idiot. And right. I, I know how things work, but I don't act that way. Whenever my computer's going slow, I try to give it something easy. I give it a softball, so I go to Google. I'm like, let's see if you can figure this one out, computer. <laughs> let's give you a softball. Just right. slam it out of the park, and you can't even get to Google. Oh, computer. All right. Well, let's get to our first science story of the podcast. Uh, and this one's, this one's pretty crazy. There was a huge petition going around uh, that I, I think thousands of people signed to get the United States government to make an official response, uh, an official announcement on whether or not they know about aliens. And so, like, Obama's administration was like, all right, nerds, chill out. And they came out and they gave an official statement that said, quote, we have no evidence that any life exists outside our planet or that extraterrestrial presence has contacted or engaged any member of the human race. Uh, so that's what they came out and said. And I don't know if they just expect everyone to be like, all right, I'm glad that that's cleared up now. <laughs> they're, right. they're reasonable sorts, the yeah. ones who brought this up. So, of course, they would take that and say, okay, end of discussion. Uh, obviously, yeah. Okay, you wouldn't lie to us, government. The government never lies. Yeah, exactly. The government, well, why would they lie to you? I like that they even asked for a statement. They must think that the government, it's like an undercover cop. And if you if you ask them if they're a cop, they have to say, like, right. if you ask Obama directly, are there aliens, he has to give you a statement. Yeah, he's like, oh, listen, I wasn't going to tell you, but you got the required 500 signatures. <laughs> yeah. Aliens are real, guys. Men <laughs> right. in black is very real. Very, but that's what I love is that there is no good answer. There's no right answer to anyone who was asking the question other than, yes, there are aliens. Right. They're yeah. not going to stop till they hear that. Yeah, that's, exactly. They, they're very well probably not aliens that they know about. And still, you could say, yes, they're aliens. They would rather have a lot. They'd rather be lied to with the word yes <laughs> than, being, than told the truth with the word no. I knew it. Flip side of that, what if the disappointment of no longer being able to be at odds with the government just destroys them? Like, what if they need to have, what if the, if the government admits that they're correct, then they have nothing. They can't yeah. go around being conspiracy theorists anymore because there's no conspiracy. Yeah, it like flips over to the United States says we didn't, we actually faked the moon landing. Then you would have conspiracy theorists saying they're lying, man. They were up <laughs> they there. They were up there. They were, they were there, there, dude. Yeah. And then they'll just figure, then they'll just complain that, well, there's. There's probably six kinds of aliens. They're only telling us about two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. they're, they're only telling us about two. Fuck them. Sure, Obama will tell you about drachnoids, but what about uh, another fake alien name that you I could have just made improvise. up a noise? That would have been fine. Yeah. Gublops. <laughs> uh, and they also said in the statement how uh, after they said they don't know about aliens, it said, however, that doesn't mean the subject of life outside of our planet isn't being discussed or explored. So I like the idea of Obama just in the White House being like, "Hey, Michelle." Uh, think aliens are real like let's get in like i just like that look, they're still talking look, about it look michelle yeah uh, just, they're, they're not even they're just saying it's being discussed yeah it's so, people are just sitting around smoking pot and talking about yeah like, wouldn't like that blow that your idea. mind man <laughs> mike burns ever scared of aliens when you're little i was super scared of aliens um i was never afraid of aliens i was afraid of uh murderers and <laughs> and um and and monsters of sorts right i was afraid of uh freddy krueger i remember that Looking above my, there's a little uh, Hummer in my uh, in my in my phones here. I was afraid of uh, Freddy Krueger, that light that would appear above your bed before he would kill you in your sleep. Oh right, right, I, right. I would check for that light. I was also afraid after I saw uh, Exorcist Three, where someone tries to cut a, a man's head off with uh, surgical shears in his sleep. Right, but never aliens. 
Yeah, aliens aren't that scary to me. They, I just saw a thing on the History Channel before I went to bed one time in like third grade about aliens and freaked me out. Just really freaked me out. Just couldn't sleep. Are you young enough that History Channel had already changed over into Speculative Future History Channel and Conspiracy Theory Channel? I think maybe. When you were, because that History Channel was still just like black and white World War II footage when I was that age, if right. it even existed. The story of George Washington. <laughs> yeah. But now it's all, yeah, it's all like speculative all aliens making theory. pyramids. Yeah. And, which the last South Park dissects. Right, which was great. I yeah. really liked it. Um, I actually, I got so, I hate scary movies so much because in like second grade, uh, or at a birthday party, our friend's mom was like, Read any movie you want. I don't care. It's your birthday. So we picked, like, Friday the 13th 4 or something because we're yeah. like, this has boobs in it. Sure. And then, you know, we got to see the boobs, but then we also got to be scared out of our minds for the next two years. Right. It was the worst. Oh, thing. yeah. That's what we would get. We would walk to the video store in the middle of the day. And one of my friends had a had a, a membership. I didn't have one. My parents would let me have my own uh, video store membership we go to the shittiest video store and they always smelled weird and we'd get these dirty uh horror movies like sleepaway camp or <laughs> spit on your grave whatever had the most scantily clad woman on the cover knowing that you get to see boobies but yes you would be scarred after seeing some of those grimy horrible like someone being uh, murdered in a toilet where there's leeches all over the, them and they drown in uh, yeah. shit the one stuff like that is just really decrepit it was, awful it was things so, so traumatizing in this one this woman was topless having sex with a guy in a tent and she was like on top riding and so you could see her boobs and yeah. like we we're like yes, yes yes and then through the tent yes. came a sword no. through her <laughs> body and then up like through her head and right. it was just like from the most amazing thing you'd ever seen to like oh my god sex and tits are awesome <laughs> that's, no they that's no. basically species too the greatest scene in species is like when the the full natasha henstridge toplessness combines with her changing into the alien and killing the guy right they the know best, what they're the doing. Best of both worlds. They yeah. know what they're doing. They're suckering you in. Oh man! It was, oh, and I will say, there was one alien movie that scared me. For some reason, the scene when the kid is crawling through the doggy door in Close Encounters. Never saw. I quit watching scary movies to this not, day. Close Encounters is no. not even a scary movie. Anything it's, with aliens? Benign. I'm out of it. The aliens are good, and at the end, the kid they get the kid back. But there's a scene when you just see. Uh, it's a it's a classic Steven Spielberg kind of you know show it don't tell or no don't show. I don't know what it's like. You're it's more, like you're more scared of what you don't right. see. Right. It's, it's, the scene is entirely from the inside of a house. All you see is bright light coming in from cracks of a window and door and coming in through a doggy door. And the kid was small enough to go through the doggy door, goes out to investigate, and presumably is taken up by the aliens. But they get him back later. All right. So, so let's go around the horn here. Andy, scariest movie you ever saw, the one that scared you the most. Uh, for some reason, the movie Primer, which isn't even really a horror movie, but it's just spooky. It's off-putting enough, that, right. and it made me think for a long time. So Burn. I watched Primer. Um, I would say probably Hellraiser. Hellraiser never, is dark and nasty, it. but it my look scary. The scariest moment in any movie I've ever seen is in M Night Shyamalan's. Uh, what's the one where the happening? The happening. <laughs> that really? one, no, no, it's not the happening. It's the one with the uh, aliens and uh, oh, oh uh, signs. signs, signs. The one moment where they capture the alien walking through like a quinceanera in Mexico. <laughs> There's this one moment where you see the alien and. Because of the way it's filmed, it looks very real. It, right. it, it, it gave the effect to me, and a lot of my friends have, have said the same thing, of what it would feel like when you saw that on the news. Right, and just if you really saw it, news footage, seeing something walk by that's a really seven-foot-tall, yeah. terrifying monster from uh, outer space. 
It's it's, it's really well done. Senior. I couldn't yeah. <laughs> I couldn't like watch Signs because I lived in the middle of Iowa. Yes. In next to corn and I was like I, I never, never sleep again. It. Yeah. And the same thing with Blair Witch Project. Never saw it, but just the commercial scared me so bad. It really dates really? me. But I was in like sixth grade. I lived in the woods. Blair Witch like, was scary. I lived in the woods completely alone. Like we live like four miles outside of a town of of three thousand people. And so I was just like the idea, like I don't want to go into my woods because right, like, woods are scary. Yeah, oh, and so Blair Witch, scary. Blair Witch was terrifying to me, but I made a uh, a horror movie that I shot on my own. I operated the remote control for the camera <laughs> with my toe. Like I made in a dark, scary uh, basement of this building I lived in in Chicago. In the dark, it's really scary. It's just a little short, but I shot it all on my own. By myself in this basement. Do you it was, still have it? Yeah, I do. I have it somewhere. Oh, I'll we show, gotta find it. I'll show it to you. I don't we'll have, upload. It's not it. online. We'll upload it to this web to our website <laughs> if we ever get a if website. We get a, for this. Get a but website. after I shot that, I was never afraid of horror movies ever again because right. I made one, and then you kind of see behind the curtain. You know, that happened too with us. We would go on troll walks out in the woods, like for kids' birthdays. Like our dads would take us on troll walks through <laughs> the woods, uh -huh. just looking for trolls. And sure. I remember my buddy. There's one. He was no. He was like freaking out. And he's like crying and crying, and like uh, our dads were. Were to him, I guess, like, come back here, come here, just stay with us, you know. And like, he was bawling, and then they like threw a rock, and the rock really scared all of us. But he like saw behind the lens, he's like, oh, it's just oh. us throwing rocks. Yeah. So then he wasn't scared of troll walks anymore. But they kind of took away the fun for him. That's too bad. He's being a little bitch. Yeah, I gotta remember that troll walks. I've got little nephews, and uh, when I come home to visit them back in Michigan, I gotta that's fun take them on troll walks. All right, uh, the next story we want to talk about in other science news that we find interesting. Um, there's a there's a drug that was recently proven to help obese monkeys lose weight by attacking the blood supply to their fat cells. The drug isolates the blood vessels that feed their fat cells, killing those and making the monkeys lose. I believe it was uh, on average about 11 percent of their body weight after four weeks of treatment. These, oh my these God. obese wow. monkeys. Yeah, and they, that I guess can't they, be healthy. No. Well, that's the thing is like I I don't know if I trust a drug that kills blood vessels. I don't know if I trust that they can target right. the right... Yeah, you're taking a drug that's supposed to kill blood vessels, and that seems inherently dangerous. They were saying it worked on, on mice before they tried it on primates, and there isn't always a, a successful, you know, drugs that work on those... Um, what what group of, of... What is what are mice a part of? What, what group of animals are they? I don't know, they? mammal? <laughs> they are mammals, certainly. Um, but anyhow, anyhow so they, they, they were doubtful that yeah. this would also be effective in primates, but it turned out that it was. Well, they're rodents. They're rodents. That's there a good go. word. Yeah, let's go with rodents for that. <laughs> Science! Cute little cuddlies. Uh, the article also made a point of explicitly stating that these were spontaneously obese rhesus monkeys. Right, that's what I wanted <laughs> to know. Did, because monkeys... <laughs> Aren't naturally no. fat. No, so, that's... did they make these monkeys right. fat? They're and if they in... did, I want to see them. Right. Fat monkeys, way oh more God. awesome than regular monkeys. You, this, like a big gut. The Simpsons, awesome. where uh, Homer gets the Simpsons. <laughs> the mojo. Where Homer gets Mojo. And Pray then, for Mojo. <laughs> yeah, Mojo gets super fat, just yeah. like Homer. Oh, it's so that funny. Was, halfway through the article, I'm like, wait, how do they make? Because they're in captivity, they're controlling what they eat. But they're like, no, no, these are spontaneously. Fat yeah, these, rhesus monkeys. Oh no, super fat all of a sudden. Just like, <laughs> no, bam, they, fat. They explained that to mean that they, they put out food. I guess they all live communally, all these apes, these rhesus monkeys. Um, I guess apes aren't monkeys, right? No, uh, they yeah. love rhesus peanut butter cups. They that's that's what, the difference between so apes and monkeys. Right. Yeah. These are rhesus monkeys, and I guess they feed them all communally, so it's up to them to eat whatever they, they perceive as being appropriate. So 
Some of them got spontaneously yep. fat because they're they're well. Let's say the combination of of eating too much of the food they left out for them and inactivity. So these are just slothful. Do you know they're evolving just like humans? Right, they right. are. They're turning into. You know the difference between an ape and a monkey? Like one of the easiest way to tell. Apes don't have tails. Oh, uh, there you go. all monkeys have tails. All monkeys have tails. Apes oh, okay. do not have tails. A- and apes are. Um, more uh, further evolved than right. Monkeys They're are. closer to us. There's like five apes, like bonobos, uh, bonobos, however you say that, then chimpanzees, gorillas, and orangutans. Oh, okay. I think those are the apes, and then humans evolved. What are our baboons, apes, or monkeys? Um, you know what? Those are their own thing. Uh, they might. I don't know, man. I don't know. This is all part of, of the fun of this of podcast them. is we don't really know a lot of things. Yeah, I it's, mean, I took a class in college. Uh, almost science. Yeah, it's. It's, yeah, exactly. Um, and I, that's one of the few things I remember is that that was like an e- easily distinguishable trait of an ape. Also, apes more uh, apt to murdering a human being oh. than a monkey. They're, yeah. the, they're always the ones like a baboon will kill you very quickly. Right. Chimpanzee, pet t- chimpanzee, rip, the, rip your face and eyes and ears off. Come for it'll go for your, what it'll do is rip off your jaw and your genitals. Yes. And it's to keep you from raping it and keep you from biting it. Like, right. That's why, uh, yeah. Like, it's smart. It, it is smart. Smart warfare. They should, they should have uh, like a chimpanzee self-defense class for women. <laughs> Well, I always thought when I hear the stories about these chimpanzee attacks, it's like they were trained by these really military or something. It's total Krav Maga stuff. They're just going straight for the balls. Yeah. Like, it's just not fair fighting at all. I love it. Um, Also, so there's like old world monkeys and new world monkeys. Like, the old world monkeys are old ward. The old war monkeys. The old guard. The antebellum monkeys. I mean, that was the greatest generation of monkeys. Oh, the greatest. Uh, they sacrificed those monkeys, did. But, like, old war, old world monkeys are, from, are live in Africa, and the new world live in South America and Central America. And uh, that's where you have, like, spider monkeys in Central America and stuff. And where where are all the thieving monkeys? Where do they live? Uh, I think they live all over the place. I think monkeys are just thieves. Oh, okay. We can't, like, make generalizations about parts of the world that... Let's not. More I mean, we could. Monkeys. We could. Sure, we Let's could get, some get hard racist. <laughs> also, yeah. Also, not that I feel that way, but really biting the tongue on making some racist comments <laughs> yeah, right now, super, just like, because I like to get a rise. Let's, let's stare it away. We'll let's, keep it on my podcast. Gentlemen, right. scumbags, oh, everyone. Yeah, yeah. Check that out. You know, we forgot to really uh, even talk about Mike Burns. No, you don't really have to. But you know what? This this article reminds me of the fact that all. Speaking of spontaneous obesity, all three of us are from the Midwest, and Mike and I are actually from pretty near each other in Michigan. Yeah. Home to a lot of spontaneous obesity. And I'd say that all three of us, we're, we're worldly gentlemen. We understand not to be an obese man. We like to keep fit. Right. Like I to make an effort. Actually, I was just, I had a, a non-racist remark construed as racism the other day. I was uh, eating popcorn. I put too much butter on it at a, at a good show downtown uh, where they have popcorn. This show called Holy Fuck. Uh, and I, I put too much popcorn on it. And then another comedian butter. was there. Yeah, too much butter on my popcorn. Uh, another comedian was there, Byron Bowers. And I was, I was talking about how uh, in the Midwest... We put too much butter on our popcorn. He's like, we do too in the South. I was like, well, in the Midwest, we have to keep, like I worked in a movie theater, we keep the butter behind the counter because we can't trust us. I go, because you, right. can't, you can't trust those animals with butter. And he like misheard me. He's like, what did you say? Nah. I like, no, I was saying I'm calling fat people in the Midwest animals. He's right. like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I was like, wow, that could have been terrible. You can't, though. I remember when they started to put out the public butter in Michigan. I would just, you, you can't. I would I would somehow find a, a receptacle to get half of my popcorn out because I like the half I like the butter in the oh, middle. Yeah, you got to put a oh, hand on oh, top. Yeah, got to do that. And then I shake it 
You shake it while, oh, pu- while it's yep. pumping. You're shaking the bag. Absolutely. And then, you, then you put the other popcorn back in. You give that a little shake. You got a perfect, perfect uh, batch. That's a, that's a good way to make it. I when I was working behind the concession in a, at this movie theater in Dubuque, Iowa, um, pe- we had free refills on the popcorn bag. If you, with a large popcorn, you got free refills. That's unlimited. the way it should be. People would come back in with large popcorn bags that they had taken home before. Ooh. Totally fine. I don't. I don't care. I'm making five dollars right. an hour. Yeah, I, I'm going to fill you up. But this one time, a woman came in and her bag was basically transparent. <laughs> like, it so, was so old, oily, gold. It was so gross. And she was like, uh, "Free refill, please." Damn, I just got this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, you didn't. I was like, "That's Spider-Man Two on the cover. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're going to see Spider-Man Three right now." Uh. It was Spider-Man Two was long. It was a long movie. <laughs> long, and I'm so hungry. Yeah, just an, just tr- pieces of trash. Pieces of trash in the middle. <laughs> this yep. is the worst. Why do we hate where we're from? We should uh, have more pride. No, we oh, shouldn't. I, I have pride. Actually, I should. Yeah, my burns has a tattoo. Yeah, I do. Saginaw, Saginaw, Michigan. Saginaw, seventy-five. From Saginaw, actually, Andy, your parents went to school with me and Mike Burns' favorite. Uh, rock and roll star. <laughs> this is true. It's amazing. Bob Seger, class of 63, Ann Arbor High. Yep. I have the yearbook picture to prove it. He I was took, two years older I than my love parents. It. Probably yeah. still is. I'm going December 28th, Staples Center. Really? Here I've in L.A.? Yep. Give, no way. Did nope. that just come out? Uh, I'm a member of the fan club. I got pre-tickets, but then we got even better ones. I got rid of those. Why? Bronger got new ones. Me, Matt Bronger, Kyle Kinane, taking a limo. <laughs> Can I Take, get in on this? I need to get no, in on this. No, we only have three. We have three tickets. Fuck oh you for God. not taking a limo, like right there by the stage. We we have the best tickets that you I can hate get. You guys. Bob Seger, repped by the same agent as Matt Bronger. Thus, you can imagine what kind wow. of fucking tickets we got. Wow! I'm just bummed. I didn't even. Know. I looked Ooh. it up like two weeks ago <laughs> to see if he was coming out here. I thought it was in like Bob Seger's rider that he has to perform at a place where he can get back and sleep in Michigan that night. Yeah, <laughs> no, well, that's true. That That is what his uh, agreement was, but apparently this what? may be his last tour ever, so this will right. be... Right. Oh, my God, you're really, breaking my heart. This yeah. is... Well, I'm actually flying back from Iowa that day, so I'm going to get tickets. I'm going to go, but I guess I just won't get to hang out with you guys. Um, this is this is The podcast has turned. Mike Burns is no longer our guest. Uh, my dog Pearl is our newest guest. Pearl, <laughs> do you like science? <laughs> make it some he's, got a, he's got a Pomera- Pomeranian I'm Pearl, I hate you, Brooks It's not like being ignored It's not fucking Drew Pearl, you love me um, Alright, well let's let's move on to our next topic here That um, I thought was kind of cool They just uh, gave um, They just Announced that there might have been Another planet, another super giant planet um, In our solar system uh, Like a billion, few billion years ago because uh, when they were running the, this like uh, analysis, running all sorts of different tests on how our solar system formed, they did di- 6,000 different simulations, and it said if, with our current setup, there's only like a 2, 2.5% chance of us having these uh, eight planets in our system, Pluto not included. Um, but then it was 10 times more likely that at one point in time we had another uh, giant planet in the form of like Uranus or Neptune that was out in our solar system that had just got spun off, uh, and we don't know about because it, it was a few billion years ago. So that's kind of nuts. We might have so, a, so a fun we, planet. Would you still consider it part of our solar system if, if now it's just it's left the the nest never to come back? It's off in a different part of the universe. No, that that planet got into drugs, and we told them get out of here. This is not for you. 
So it really doesn't change anything about how we teach kids about which planets are our planets and, and which ones aren't. And we don't know anything. It's just all it all this said was it's more it likely one, right. that this happened. So let's go around the horn here. Favorite planet, Mike Burns, go. Mm, that's a real tough one. Saturn is quite pretty. Oof, love Saturn. Nice looking. The Fun. rings. I mean, it's it's very distinct. It is. Uh, I I always was a big fan of uh, Mercury though. Mercury is boring. Mercury is really hot. It's just so small and hot. It is. So hot. It always seems so sad. I actually got to see Saturn through a telescope, through a super high-powered telescope. I had a, a teacher in high school, and uh, he would let us come out to his farm and look at, at, at like late at night. And he'd be like, "Come on out to the farm. We'll we'll check out some stars." And you know, he probably groped the girls in the barn. <laughs> Why Sandusky? would you not? Yeah, uh, Jerry Sandusky. Yeah, and then I took a shower with him one time. Just took a shower with him. I had to, I had to get him up the ass. Oh. All right, let's. Uh, I hope that guy. I wish too he, soon. He's probably he, listening, right? How has he not killed himself yet? <laughs> I really. Here, here's my, my 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 dream scenario for this: is that we let Rick's Rick Perry uh, beat. Jerry Sandusky to death with a baseball bat publicly, <laughs> except for except for Rick Perry has to be bottomless with a full silly boner while he does it. <laughs> a silly boner? It's just a silly boner. You mandate he must have a it's silly boner. Just a boner. silly boner making some dumb, crazy face while he just beats him to death with a baseball bat. And I think that's the only justi- justice that can be served. But shouldn't Sandusky have a fighting chance also? So if Rick Perry manages to defeat no, Sandusky, Sandusky, Rick Perry becomes president. Old. No, San, okay, we're talking about he, we'll Sandusky, tie his hands behind who, who uh, sexually molested slash ra- raped kids. Raped. In Penn Straight State up for raped. For 15 or more years. Right. There's a lot of things that are going to come out. I don't, think, I don't think you're going to ever, for the next year or two, have to um, preface bringing up Jerry Sandusky's name by explaining who he is. I think that's going to be part of our public consciousness for a good long time. What I, what I love is with that whole story, there's never, there isn't anyone that's like, well, we have to see, you know, we have to go to court and he has to be fully convicted. <laughs> there's no, yeah, yeah, like, it's not like once it maybe happened. There's like, it happened a lot. Right. <laughs> Although I will say that the Penn State students are, are, are like, uh, pause, I'm, I guess I have to get racial here. The Penn State students are a bit like, some segments of the black U.S. population during the O.J. trial, because I'm sure they're going to be holding. Like for some, they're protesting. They're right. out in the streets protesting that people were fired over this. Like, yeah, well, they should have been. You fired our grandpa. Yeah, exactly. you know, that's what it is. And it's like we want O.J. to be free, but O.J. killed two people. There's no debating that O.J. killed right two people. Um, I like so I saw Joe Paterno for the first time in a while. And I remember those like old Joe Paterno masks that kids would wear. It looks like he's wearing that mask. <laughs> right, only it's his real face now. Right, and he he does. Yeah, he looks like a spinning image character or like uh, something like a. Fuck Labyrinth, all. Jim Henson. Yeah, he it's also, so it's all so disgusting, and it's for what? For football? Ugh, for it, football, you let this go on. I will say, I will gotta say, protect this organization. It's, it's, I've been coaching for too long. It's, let the ship go down. It's football. People, it's also. I was trying to put myself in the shoes of Joe Paterno, not certainly not in the shoes of of Sandusky, but at least I can understand if you have thirty. I can't understand what it would be like to have 30 years of my life invested in something. Right. And at that point, in the in the late 90s, he'd already been coaching for about 30 years. And he's probably known, I didn't look this up, but you know, he'd known Sandusky for a good long time. And that guy is also not at all what you'd expect, the stereotype of a pedophile. You know, he, he even like runs a children's charity. Right. That's, a, that's what I expect. Farm or maybe team. you do expect It's a farm that. system for him. It really, yeah. It's, it's crazy. But like I can understand kind of 
how you're already at that point. What is what is Paterno at that point? Seventy something. I think he's over 109. Right. He's over 109 now. Mm-hmm. So when he first hears this report, I can understand that you have a friend that you've known for an extremely long time. You have an entire empire you've built. You just know that as soon as this, all this stuff ends, as soon as this becomes a criminal case, and that should trump everything. Your morals should trump right. what you have invested. But I can also understand how. 30 years of building something. No, I'm not. I, well, there was probably a lot. It's just hard. I can imagine it's hard to, to say, okay, everything's going to be different from now on because I have to go do this now. He, no. he, he basically pulled the old. I don't want to know about it. I yes. just don't oh, want to exactly. know. Exactly. I don't know I, what Jerry does. He's come, He's yeah. got some problems. I don't want to know about it. Well, which, which he shouldn't have done. He had he had a responsibility to do more than listen, he did. Listen, but, Joe, Jer- Jerry's problems include raping kids. Don't, don't tell me about <laughs> it. Come on, man. Guy code. You yeah. got to tell people. Don't tell me about it. Get the bricks, McCleary. Yeah, we, did this, exactly. we did these voices all day yesterday. <laughs> we had so much fun, me and Mike Bridenstine and Mike Holmes. Hit the bricks, McCleary. Come on, guy code. Guy code. Come on, man. Oh, man. Oh it's all mine. Why you got a cock block, McCleary? Oh, my God. It's just a real, just real stupid. All right. And Andy, favorite planet? Uh, I'm going to go with Venus. It's, isn't it the most similar to Earth? And I kind of like what we got going on here. Also it the is. most sexual and the most ladylike. You know what? That's true. Yeah. You know, they're the goddess of love. There's like this whole conspiracy theory that Venus was the was human's original planet that we were inhabiting. And that it we uh, polluted it so badly that filled it with gases. Uh, I, I can't remember what type of gases it's filled with right now. And then, Flatulence. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Fart gas. Not true, Fart guys. Gas. And then, so then we took a spaceship here and then started back over with idiots. Um, and Zeno right was strapped to the volcano. That's what our seventh, Little bits of seventh grade teacher took a, a, a day to tell us about all this. Wow. <laughs> Big conspiracy theorist. That's who wow. you want teaching kids, right? That's pretty great, though. That's at least interesting. Iowa oh, Public I Schools. It. Nice, Loved nice. It. All right. Uh, our next story is is um, a very interesting thing to me because I uh, love to smell things. I don't know if you guys enjoy your sense of smell, but I, I kind of treasure mine. It's a big part of my enjoyment of food and other things. Sure. And it keeps me from uh, not knowing if I if I have passed gas that will disturb others. What's your favorite smell? Favorite smell? Mm-hmm. Favorite smell. Oh, I didn't think I was going to ask this one. Um, wow. I'm going to go... Uh, I'm going to go with favorites uh, for nostalgia purposes. Now you could do uh, food or you could just pick. uh, There's food and then there's non-food. I'll tell you what mine is if that'll help. You go first. Mine... Favorite smell ever is uh, the smell of brand new Air Jordans. Oh, when I love to take if I get a new pair of re- not Jordan brands, straight up like Jordan ones, twos, threes, fours, fives, sixes. Take them <laughs> and I put them on my face like a like an oxygen mask, and I'll lay there on the couch and just so your nose and mouth are inside in. the foothole yes, of the shoe. Brand new ones, and I would do that. When I was a kid, just huff it. in the in the eighth grade, I got my first pair of Jordan fives. Any pair I ever bought subsequently, I would just sit there and watch basketball, watch a Bulls game, and just breathe in that smell. That is a great. Sm- it's kind of like the new car smell, where it's like yes. you love it, but you know it must be a dangerous chemical. Oh, it's so I, good. I worked at a shoe store, and uh, we were selling retro Jordans. This was in two thousand six. Uh, a throwback pair of Jordans, and a guy came in, and he he wanted the, this pair. He's like, "Sweet, you got those ninety two Jordans?" I was like, "Yeah, man." Uh, and he wanted them in a size eight and a half. And I went and looked, and we only had them in kid sizes. Yeah. So I told him, I was like, dude, we only have them in kid size. And he's like, well, what size do kids go to? I was like, six. And he's like, well, let me try out a six. <laughs> oh. I'll go to it. He crammed it on his foot, <laughs> crammed it on there. And then, like, 
He's like, I'm going to wear these out if that's fine. And I was like, all right. Oh, my wow. God. Yeah, and I was like, what, what an idiot. I was like, what do you want me to do with, with your old shoes? And he's like, we'll just throw them in the box. And I was like, they don't fucking fit in this ah, box. Because yeah. these are size eight and a half shoes. And he like this kind of box. He kind of tiptoed out of there and was like, "This is very comfortable." Like he kept <laughs> oh, repeating, no. how, "Oh, this is no problem. This is a comfortable pair of shoes." And I was it's like, like a self, he's like a self-hating uh, Chinese woman uh, binding his own feet. But yeah. dude, they were pretty fly, man. They were some cool looking. Going to hurt kicks. so bad. His feet would hurt I, so bad. I saw him in the mall like a week later wearing them, wow. and just walking oh, like. And I was oh, like, decrepit. Yeah, I was like, "How are the shoes?" He's like, "Comfortable. Like, they're he's great. Really, oh, they're totally I fine." Love, I love it. I love at the end of the day, he pulls out his feet, and it's just like a still from Ren and Stimpy of just like crazy blisters yeah, everywhere. Yeah, exactly. It's, I like, think, it's like when a little kid has something that they're eating ruined. Like like they burn <laughs> something, and they're like, "What? Did, oh, my God. What did you do to that sandwich? It's all black. Like, no, no, I like it this way. No, I like it this way. Yeah. Exactly, it's like, no, man. you don't. You're just saying that so you don't look stupid. Yeah. You dropped your Butterfinger in a public pool, and you're still going to eat it? No, I like it this <laughs> I like way. it when it's got chlorine. I like, I like chlorine Butterfingers. It tastes good. Anyway, we bring all this up to say that there's a study that shows that uh, elderly people lose their ability to distinguish between odors. After the age of 60, that ability drops off precipitously. Um, scientists studied the olfactory sensory neurons in those 60 and older and in people 45 years old and younger, and they, they found that there wasn't a decrease in the number of neurons or in their responsiveness in general, but just that they lacked the ability to distinguish between smells at, after a certain point. And they said that was dangerous because, of course, your sense of smell is not only nice for uh, smelling shoes and mm -hmm. enjoying a meal, but also to tell you if you're in the, in the vicinity of leaking gas, toxic vapors, tell you if food is spoiled. So, yeah, as you get older... Who's another... making bacon? <laughs> and then it's, it's the gas stove is on, Grandma! Oh, my God, now! <laughs> so that's another bummer about getting old, is you're going to stop being able to tell the difference between smells, or it could be helpful because maybe this is like an evolutionary mechanism that happened because old people smell, smell awful and if yeah. they could tell that they would just off themselves and feel so, bad about themselves right, right. so it keeps their self-confidence right. constantly farting let's <laughs> let's flatulence off the charts when you're old off the charts off the charts let's bring it back any favorite smell though let's go favorite smell I, you know i like some stuff like fresh cut grass pussy. like that i like, I like the uh, new pussy. car i, I like kind of like car. i kind of like some stuff that reminds me of certain periods of my life, like I have uh, that all the time. There's, uh, there's period smell, yeah, bro. Van like vanilla, <laughs> vanilla reminds me of of uh, high school because I was dating a girl that wore too much vanilla body lotion, which is probably gross, really. But like because there's that association, then it's like oh, I remember being younger. So, so vanilla reminds yeah. me of being so younger. Anytime a kid's eating vanilla ice cream, you just get a boner and you can't. No, split. it's like, gotta oh, be like a cheesy you just flowery. Prematurely ejaculate in your car in the back seat of maybe, a car. Maybe. Listen, what I'm saying is Jerry, Jerry Sandusky had some good points. You got. Wow. Uh, and we're canceled. Uh, canceled from a podcast. Yeah, we, I canceled us. I just I can't <laughs> do it anymore. There was, we did, we sh I knew we shouldn't have left that big red cancel button in the middle of the table as yeah. we're recording this, but I think Brooks just hit it. So my, I think my favorite smell is pussy. like, yeah, besides that sweet, sweet pussy, pussy. Uh, is, uh, is my grandparents' farm. It's like super distinct of like a, a milk barn that they had. And I'm always like, uh, oh. sweet. Like, it's just very vivid of like old people and milk. No, nine-year-old me hanging out with my grandpa milking milking uh, cows while sure. he drinks warm beer from behind. Why not? Like a, a thing of grain. That was just <laughs> from behind a thing of grain. <laughs> no, like uh, a big sack of whatever yeah, he was feeding drunk. the cows. I right, don't know what right, it was. Right. But drunk books keep milking. <laughs> my mother sent me um, an envelope with a card in it the other day, and she put about ten leaves from our yard. 
in Michigan in it and mailed Aww. them to me. Yeah, and I opened it up. That's sweet. And I'm like, and I just took a just and then mashed just them up to my too. face, and it smelled like it. It was that instant. Uh, memory, smell, yeah. memory of Jumping being a kid then, and playing and football in the backyard. Madonna's. This used to be my playground. Yeah, it <laughs> smelled like, and I almost, I almost got it. I almost dreams. teared up. Yeah, man. I got. It smelled like being tackled if, into a pile of leaves <laughs> in the fall, which is my favorite time of year, and I just adore Michigan in the fall. The colors, it picking nice. apples and apple pie and all that shit. Hay yeah. rides. Yeah. If somebody had a hit play on that Madonna song. Balling Mike Burns. Right? Uh-huh. Oh, God. Like the waterworks. Wow. I, dude, that Yo. song comes on. I'm like, oh, my God. What happened to me? <laughs> Troll walks. Why is my, why is my life walks. ruined? I want to talk about, since we're still on the subject of smells, I did think when we were talking about this of I, my least favorite smell. I'm curious if you guys have experienced this. There's a certain kind of tree, and there are some in West Hollywood uh, that I walk by often. And certain times of year, they're in bloom, and this tree smells exactly like a very specific male bodily fluid, and it smells so much. Oh, like it I know what you're talking unbearable. about. Unbearable, like it makes me gag when I walk. I've heard a couple of people say they 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 know about that tree also, and to everyone else, like I think maybe it's just maybe mine smells different from some people. I don't know, but it like, smells like. Thick old jizz. It's bad. It's an awful tree that shouldn't exist. If I could find out the species name of it, I would start a campaign to eradicate it. It's probably like a like a milk thistle or something. <laughs> oh my god! You Ugh. don't think it's called a cum oak? It's a cum oak. <laughs> it's a cum right. oak. And our next topic, everybody. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, my friend has one of those trees in front of his house, and I, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, he explained it to me because he's musty. like, he's like, Real you know what musty. that smells like. I was like, what are you talking about? And then he explained it. And I was like, ah, it does. Then he then he came on your face. <laughs> you know what? That it smells like that. Refresh your memory real quick. Zoics. I think we're getting the uh, 18 and over rating on iTunes for this episode. I hope so. You guys, I, I, I've done some podcasts. I have one of my own, and you're going to have to get a little edgy if you want people to really just bite in. And, and you know, sometimes point. you have to draw people in, just like the just like the horror films. They use the breasts to bring you in to see the violence. Here you're going to have to bring people in with a little edginess, a little crass humor, in order for them to learn things Are about you, science. You want to hear a crass podcast? It's like, hey, we're going to teach you something, but we're also just guys hanging out. Listen, yeah. guys are going to Talk about cum trees sometimes. Talk about guys. You want to hear a crass podcast? Check out Mike Burns and Mike Brown's science podcast called Gentlemen Scumbags. A lot of filth. A lot of filth. All right, but it's a it's a delight. It is a true. Delight. And check out a recent episode uh, to hear the story of Mike being stabbed. Yes, which uh, Mike Burns was recently <laughs> stabbed. Everybody, yep, recently stabbed. What was two Fridays ago? Two Fridays ago. Two weeks ago. Today. Wow, stabbed in the back. Look at me now. Can't murder me. Attempted murder. He had attempted, attempted. I think murder. this means you're invincible. So let's. Yeah, yeah you, we should go. You should hop on a train and we'll crash the train. Yeah, let's. It's like the movie Invincible. Or like a, un, uh, Unbreakable. Yep, yep. That's, oh, what, that's it was, what it was called. Invincible. Oh, it was yeah. Mark Wahlberg trying that, out for that's football. That's two. No, Mark Wahlberg was at a train crash in that movie. Two, that's two M. Night Shyamalan references today. Um, okay, <laughs> let's, paint, wrong with let's me? paint the picture for this. So you pull up to your house in Echo Park. Uh, out right, right next to downtown Los Angeles. Yes, you're in your car with a lovely lady. And it's not a nice part of Echo Park. It's a little divey street, and it's it's like a third world country with lots of trash, lots of feral dogs, uh, trash, human and real trash, real awful. And I was with the lady, and she had her sunroof open. A man approached the car with a three-inch knife, stuck it in the sunroof, put it at her neck. I got out to engage the man. That scuffle went 20 feet away from the car. Another one appeared and put the knife back up to her, and, and, and she 
finally, after I got stabbed in the back, which I believe is twice in the same spot, she got out of the car, threw her purse at the other guy, and was just like, get the fuck out of here. What are you doing? What are you doing? And then I called. And they listened. Yeah, they well, they freaked out. I called nine one one. The guy moved away from me after he stabbed me. Didn't take my phone. Did not take my money clip. Wow. Which I threw on the ground for him. Like here, take it, motherfucker. And he, uh, um, they, uh, I called the police and the fire department. And they heard, I think, sirens, and they left. Which wow. they're never going to find them. Let's be honest. Of course, but I feel like what did they look like? Two Mexican guys with black hoodies on. Good luck. But didn't you also feel like this might have been their first attempt and it didn't go well for them either? So they might not pursue this this line of work after this. That's very possible. Yeah. Oh man. I, either were, way, either way, these people are going to be they're animals and they're going to have a horrible life and probably yeah. end up being uh, sanduskied up for the next oh. uh, several years oh. of their life Hope before so. they're shanked in the showers. Um. So we're. Each, each of us are stand-up comedians, and there was a show that Sunday called Schtick or Treat where everybody does their uh, a stand-up comedian uh, their whole bit. They do that. It dresses them and Andy, do their you act. did Mitch Hedberg at it. Right. And then I wasn't thinking. I was doing Jake the Snake Roberts at Not a, a different show. Not a wrestler, yes. I was doing a wrestler <laughs> at a different show. He's kind of a show. comedian. Oh, man, he is. Performer, a, certainly. He's a comedian, yeah. Uh, but I'm bummed because I should have done Mike Burns and gone up and started doing... Good old Mike Burns set and then been stabbed in the middle of it. Right. That would have been funny. I was bummed. I, I didn't think about it. I, didn't, I hadn't heard the part of the story where you said you were stabbed twice in the same hole. Is um, this guy the best aim ever? No, I didn't figure this out until later when I looked at my jacket and my shirt, and there's two, like, there's, a, there's like, it's slit, and then there's an angle where it's slit again. So either he pulled it out on an angle and it cut the same amount in, in a different direction, but I right. think that he probably did a tut-tut, like a real quick... Two and it was just kind of the same. It, it just moved made the, the wound, fabric, but not the. It just kind of made the wound bigger, wider. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Anyways. Oh god, just the thought of that is. Yeah. Mike, I, is, I should mention barely missing vital organs and your spine. Yes, it's okay. still a little bit sore. Okay, I did a little re scientific research. Best place to be shot. Best part of the body to be shot with a gun. They guess? didn't. They guess? didn't have knife ones on the internet. It's not like best place to be stabbed. Can we guess before you tell us? No, absolutely. That's okay. what I'm asking. Best place, best extremity. You can't just say like my thumb. So how how meaty do you have to go if you can't say just give an extremity like you know I'd, oh okay I'd say that the most painful but they'll take you the longest to die would be the stomach stomach well, no that's well, you said it's definitely going to be an extremity the, the best the, one to be stabbed at or shot shot at, at. A you, we a agree it's going to be an extremity because it's not going to be organs obviously right. or, yeah. or a head or a head um, I'm going to guess then like forearm I don't know yeah yeah no arm you, you don't want to get shot in the leg because you have your femoral artery there that yes. pumps so much blood if you get that you're done yeah and your your arm also has large ar like arteries but not as big huh. but like it, obviously would be they say upper arm or lower arm is better or, you right. got the two bones in the lower arm also you know the difference between arms and, I mean arms and arm no uh, arteries <laughs> and veins arteries go away from the heart veins go back to it yes Science, science, almost. I mean, science. this is so basic. But veins have little—they—they uh, they have little valves on them to keep blood from flowing backwards on it, which a lot of people. Yes, don't they know. do. I didn't know yep, that they do. There's the little flap. Yep. Because one way be valve. Bad if they suddenly went the other way. Because well, be well, that's on why you can kind of pinch your or? vein and see it pops out because it's not flowing backwards. It just holds it in the right. position that. It oh, holds. right, right. Um, yeah, because I mean, your arteries go down to your legs, you know, and then veins bring it back up to your legs. So I mean, like gravity, the blood doesn't necessarily want to flow up. I mean, it does, but like in it case needs it that doesn't. extra help with the valve so it doesn't pull. Yep, a little pump. Speaking of murder. Um, Black rhinos are officially extinct. I saw that yesterday. Silence for the black rhinos. Yep, yep. 
Africa's western black rhino has officially been declared extinct. Should we pour out some liquor for the black rhinos, that yeah. uh, black homies that aren't here? Yeah, a little Anchor Steam. We're drinking Anchor Steam, and uh, black rhino's going to get one of those. Um, but northern white this isn't a but. This is also terrible. Northern white rhinos are, are also possibly extinct now. So and this is because they they poach them for their horns, correct? Yeah, yeah. There's an increasing illegal demand for rhino horns and and gotta have poaching. one. All right. So here here's what I'm saying. I'm gonna paint a little picture for you guys. A guy comes up to you, you know him. It's a friend of yours. He goes, Hey, I've got. I've, I went ahead. I got a. I got a rhino horn. A black rhino horn. Complete. It's probably worth. I don't know. Five hundred thousand dollars. Like I got to get rid of it. This can't be traced back to you. Do you? What do you do? You accept the horn? Actually, five hundred thousand dollars. Of course, you would. The rhino is already dead. Exactly. Although, Wait, so, someone's offering you money and the horn. No, no, they're offering you a horn worth money, but they can't be caught with it. Do you accept the horn? I mean, you're contributing oh. to this. To is it? Extinction. How do you fence a horn? How do you move a horn? There's. A, you don't like, take it. You, you can't move it. You can't get cash for it. Even if you didn't care about the livelihood of that, you could put it on your wall. It has to be illegal to have, correct? Yeah, yeah, it's illegal. Well. At this point, they're already dead, so I'm not I'm not helping out the business of rhino horde training, right? Horn training, train training. That's the same trading, logic trading. that people. That's the same logic child pornographers would use. The film's already been shot. I'm just watching it. And blood diamonds. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, but you still shouldn't probably be into child pornography, <laughs> right? This is just this is just a commodity. You should be into collecting horns of endangered rhino. Species. If I could get the money cool. for it, I'm probably going to have to take it at this point. I can't just turn it because someone else is going to take it. How are you going to get the money for it? You can't launder a horn. I understand. You can't put it back into a business legally piece well, by piece you can't uh, well right laundry but you can't have like a pizza joint where the people pay in parts of horns but at the same point no one's going to offer any of us a rhino horn so in this scenario yeah. we are going to be able to move it <laughs> yeah and I, let's say i take the horn i do i take i sell it for five hundred thousand dollars and then i uh i give back I don't know, whatever, three hundred thousand to the World Wildlife oh, uh, Federation. Wow. I keep that. I keep two. I'm giving more back to the world than the world would have had for the World Wildlife Federation. No. And you, I also make a pretty penny. This Great is answer. So I can sleep at night. Interesting interesting dilemma. All these animals that are endangered because they're being hunted for some valuable part of them, what if we legalize that trade but you could only have them be hunted by WWE, wait, E's the wrestling, F is the fun. WWF, Jake the, the Snake. Jake the Snake, the World Wildlife Fund can hunt these and sell their parts, whether it's like tiger penises, rhino horns, uh, but use all that money to go into animal husbandry to increase the numbers of those animals. So you're only killing one. You're getting a ton of money from one, putting all that money back into the system. You're saving, into, more, by killing saving one. more by killing one. Yeah. But it's already illegal. People will still poach that shit. Yeah, they're going to do right, that anyway, right, right. so you're probably yeah, okay. going to poach kind of that shit. It was an idea. Guys, I'm just trying look, to come up with ideas look up, I'm trying to be helpful. Here's a video forward thinking. you need to look up as a viewer. It's the CEO of GoDaddy.com. I forget what his name is, but he made this long video where he hunts an elephant in Africa and then kills the elephant and then uh, just lets the local African people eat the elephant, all set to ACDC's Back in Black. Wow. <laughs> and it's like him posing over the elephant, and it's dead. Like, it's crazy. What a maniac. And he put that on the internet. That's insane. Now, I would expect more from the company that brought us those tasteful Super Bowl ads. This guy's a real piece of garbage. Well, yeah, that's... the. Uh, I made a tweet the other day, but... I, it's like Danica Patrick's whole marketing scheme is just... <laughs> Based solely on the fact that she might show everyone her pussy. That's like it. That's it. 
every commercial with her in it is, maybe this could be the time that you get to see Danica Patrick pussy and her breasts and she's going to fuck some chick. And of course she's not, but it's over and over and over again. Every single advertisement right. is maybe you get to see Danica Patrick's pussy. Like, I already went to GoDaddy.com. I know it's not going to happen. Why would she do that? I don't want a website. Want to wanna see more? Go to this site. Want to see more? Go to the... Like, no, and if she what's did, the more that's going to be there? That's and if you did be. see her nude in a lesbian scene, she wouldn't have any more advertisements anymore because you've that's, already seen it. Yeah, that's the end of it. Wow. Also would blow the mind of NASCAR. Not, is it NASCAR? Or what is she's she in, is she in NASCAR? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, they would go. No, she does indie. She does she indie does right indie. now. She's indie. indie, okay, okay. Yeah. Either way, just like the... the, the I think people can handle the abstract that a woman can drive that well, but if they actually saw her lady parts and knew that she could drive well, I think that would kind of like... It's like every indie car, like, hope. I hope she gets in a crash and her top comes off. Yeah, like, yeah. That's her car below. Yeah, but she could be dead. I don't care off. as long as her shirt's off. Her shirt fell off. She's great. All oh right. my god, worst car crash ever. Just charred body, but somehow breasts perfectly intact. Oh man, Someone leaks the death photo. Oh, Burns is playing with uh, with Pearl here, who wants Pearl. to get on Mike, the little Pomeranian, the mascot Say hi, of probably science. Yeah, She's not talking today. It was a real treat. Uh, well, we were speaking about, about Mike's little run-in with some Echo Park ruffians, some ne'er-do-wells, uh, and... And I would say that his his choice to engage them might have been a little bit risky. Maybe not what I would have done. But uh, interestingly, the, the, a study that was recently completed shows that risk-taking behavior in all in both genders rises until the age of fifty. So we keep taking risks until the age of fifty, at which point we start dialing it back and not being as risky in our behavior. And that's kind of surprising because I think people previous conventional wisdom wisdom based on research most of, most often focused on younger adults suggested that risk-taking behavior declines after about age 25 um, and early research also showed that cognitive performance declines as people age with hormone levels such as cortisol and testosterone going down so the general notion has been that as you grow older achievement is not as important anymore but this study shows that until the age of 50 risk-taking and competition keep increasing uh, and men take more risks and are more competition-minded than women, but that's across the board in all age groups. And in both women and men, these these risk-taking behaviors increase until 50 and then go down, which is certainly older than I would have thought. But I guess you know it makes sense in the sort of abstract. Maybe you're not going to run down the guy who has a knife the right. way Mike did, but you know in terms of building a business or taking taking risks in okay. your work. Craziest. Craziest risk you've taken, like as in, like this is really stupid, but I'm still gonna do it anyway. Like not like risky driving your car drunk. Mine is probably uh, I, I was briefly in the house flipping business when you could still get a loan pretty easily in the mid 2000s, and uh, I, I I chose to buy a house. Um, <laughs> this is gonna sound insane, but my friend's stepdad is a Nigerian <laughs> mortgage broker. And right away, I mean, like, not to get racial again, but Nigerians don't have the best record with not scamming you. Um, so this guy, uh, he, he talked me into, there was a house I had my eye on, and it was it was being sold in a neighborhood that I liked in Northeast Portland. had a big-ass yard. It was on half an acre. I loved the house. Uh, the price was decent. Um, I didn't have a job at the time. I had some money that I had saved up from having an engineering job. And, and rhino horns. Rhino horns and whatnot. And I have good credit. So it, earlier in the 2000s, it was easier to uh, easier to get a loan. Uh, I thought I could do this. And I, 
I called up the guy and he's like, yeah, there's no problem, no problem. We can do this. This is a slam dunk. We can get this loan, no problem. Um, long story short, he ends up forging documents from, like, makes up uh, a document from my accountant saying that I'm an independent engineering contractor making six figures, things to send to the bank to get this thing approved, which I only find out about after the fact. Um, and it's just the whole thing is insane, and it's right out of... Uh, well, I don't know what it's out of. It's an insane it's scam of, it's proposition. Out of, it's out of scam, Scamville the book. Like right, but at this scary. point, I don't know if you've if you've bought a house, you have to put earnest money down. So I've got five thousand dollars of my money tied up in this thing that just goes away if we don't go through with it. And so at every turn, when when I'm faced with when I get the call from my accountant's office saying that uh, they will no longer do business with me because they found out this guy forged these documents that I didn't even know about. I'm like, well, what do I do now? Do I stop? I, do I stop? And I'm out this money. Like, I guess I just uh, keep see if we can go through with it. So I ended up buying the house in spite of all those things. Uh, and to this day, I wish I hadn't. I, just, I have to rent it out. It's losing money for me all the time. Um, it's a it's a ton of you money. Still own was, this? I still own. I, oh I'm, a, I'm a landlord. I have to. I rent out this house because it's, oh, it's impossible to sell the house right now. But the bottom line is, if this guy hadn't told me from the outset that it was a slam dunk to get this loan. I never would have been attempted, but even, he was lying the entire time, I don't and I believed trust, it. And I, I don't trust people who say things are slam dunks. Especially out when you go, what do you mean slam dunks? Especially I'm talking in, about in, a money, thick, dude. in a thick Nigerian accent, a guy who you've only spoken with on the phone, you've never seen him face to face. Well, this is slam dunk. It's, yeah. That's the last thing I would trust. Yeah. It was a bad idea. It was, right. it was a risk that I took, and I'm still paying the price for well, it. Well, mine was probably just jumping off my friend's roof into a tree, because <laughs> somebody had a video camera. I was like, yeah, are you going to tape it? Yeah, I'll do it. So he climbed <laughs> onto his roof and just jumps, cannonballed into a tree, like two and a half stories up, and then landed like on my neck. I have it, I have it on what? video. Yeah, I've got a video. I like rolled off of it. I don't know how. I, I, I was totally fine. And then I showed it to my uh, video production class, and everyone thought it was real cool. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's the dumbest thing I've done. Risks. See, I don't... I don't think I have very specific risk. Nobody ever, ever dared taken. you when you were little, like jump off the high dive. Um, possibly, but as a straight up legitimate risk, I've done tons of stupid things. But I don't think I have something that really falls into a category where I knew I was taking a risk and I did it. I right. just have done lots of dumb shit. Yeah. I mean, probably the biggest risks that I've ever had is having unprotected sex with women that I just met. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> okay. that's happened on a couple occasions. You I don't do that. That's the biggest risk. Okay, yeah. That's but that's risk. but that's probably a, the stupidest risk that I could possibly think of. No, it is. If you were fifty-one, the yeah. study says you'd be less likely to yeah. do that. I mean, I I absolutely don't. I but I'm just saying, as a younger man, I've done those sorts of I things. I don't, but I have. Right. I don't, but I have. That's I would what Jerry never, Sandusky says. Never do that again. All right. Well, let, uh, let's go <laughs> Unless on. Unless you're like a listener lady and you're really attractive. Yeah. Well, they probably. <laughs> That's uh, why I hit. I'll totally have unprotected sex with you. <laughs> oh, it I've sounds been, great. Let's get lunch. You haven't been stabbed, have you? No, no. I've never been stabbed. Yeah, I've never been stabbed. All right. Well, uh, then this next thing we're going to talk about is, uh, is kind, it's kind of lame, but cool at the same time. It's the naming of new elements. Like they they found elements uh, one they create it they create elements now like of super high weights like uh, elements one ten one eleven and one twelve which means they have like a hundred and ten hundred eleven hundred twelve protons uh, they like make these in the labs and then they go hey we got a new element and then the uh, um, International Union of Pure and Applied Chemistry is like cool way to go man you we 
We verified it. You get to name it now. So here's the name of these three new elements. Pretty boring stuff, but I, I like that you the idea of you just get to name it. You made it. You name it. We're going to put it on periodic tables for everybody. And it's a fundamental building block the of world. the universe. So uh, these ones are pretty rare, so they're not really. Right, cool. right. So now element 110 is called Darm, uh, Darmstadium. Named with, for Darmstadt, Germany. Yeah, named after wow, Darmstadt, smart, Ger- Germany. Pants. And then at 111 is Rotin, Rotin, uh, Rotgenium, which is named after Wilhelm Rotgen, so Rotgenium, uh, who is a German physicist who discovered X-rays. And element 112 is Copernicium, which is named after the astronomer who developed the heliocentric model of the universe with the sun at the center. And they also, elements 114 and 116 have been discovered uh, but they're still like verifying it, and they're going to name those ones uh, Florovium after a Russian physicist named Gregor Florov, and Moscovium after Moscow. So these fucking Russians are getting a name. They're all getting these too names. many. When's the last time? It's it's been I a long time like since Berkelium. I don't like this at all. You're not supposed to make things, right. <laughs> and then let's not there, name them after Russia. There are things that exist. <laughs> And those are here. We have those. You're not supposed to make new things. That's playing God to me. Right. You're going to make something that's too heavy and it's just going to sink through the entire earth and just somehow... Like, that's all I... They will get their comeuppance, these guys. They will get their Frankensteinian comeuppance for for tinkering with... The natural way. Andy, you you create element 118. What are you going to name it? What's the name of your element? I'm going to stick with... uh, Unilactium. Because all the all the one eight all the one teens they have perfectly reasonable names that reflect how meaningless those elements no, no, no. are. They just have like unun hexium is one sixteen, unun pentium is fifteen. Come uh, on, that makes sense. Like you don't need to. It doesn't need a fancy name because it's never going to come up in conversation. It's never going to be an element you encounter. You may go on a walk and see. Uh, element one seventeen there on the side of it and go. Oh look, it's uh, Andium. I would make uh, I would make Rick Flarium or <laughs> Macho Manium. I love Macho Manium. <laughs> macho Manium. I'm pro Macho Manium. Named after Macho Man. Randy macho, named after the or, late or, Macho Man. Or Randy Savagium. I like Savagium. Macho Manium. Savagium. Savagium. I like. It. And I, Andy's I, I, would be just called Boring. No, it might be like Bo- uh, Boresville. Like Boresville. Yeah. Actually, Yo. I just like the idea. <laughs> I would say forget it for for the snoozium, and I, I would just be like, mine's name's Bob Segerot. Segerium. I could, I could yeah. see like a Michael McDonaldium or something like. Right. It's it's you know it's like a, it's not it's not the Lionel Richium. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Princium. Princium. <laughs> all, all, Princium's not a bad Princium. name for an element, actually. Yeah. It would be like, is there any element that's naturally purple? Yeah. When it occurs in nature, because that should be princium. Right. Yeah. I went to your lady friend, uh, uh, Mauricium. Mauricium could be an element of ambiguous sexuality. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And, and, it's, and it's just like when you create a, a fake human that doesn't have any sort of genitalia. It's just there, it's asexual. That's, that's that would the be element that, that makes up that, that human is right. Mauricium. Mauricium. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, we, detected, we detected off the charts levels of Mauricium in his bloodstream. <laughs> I went and saw Prince when he was playing uh, here in LA it's at incredible. the Forum. Yeah, it was great. But like, it's it's in like South Central LA, so it's got kind of uh, seedy fans. It's in got there. a vibe. Yeah, and uh, so but I was, they're fun. They're appreciative. Oh, fans. it was fun, but it was like every single person at the Prince concert was tra- dressed like a homeless version of Prince. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just dirty and purple, and with berets, oh, a lot of berets. Such a good show. If, it was if so he much comes fun, back. Though. Going God. back, how many times did you go, Andy? I went twice. You went twice. April I went wish. Four times. I wish I went twice. I went once. I was lucky. The second you time was early. the better of the two. Unbelievable. I left. I was with Brooks. Left early. 
I was with uh, I was with another comedian friend of ours, Mike Holmes, and his girlfriend Stacy, and they were just like, "Let's get out of here." And I was like, uh, "Let's right. get out of here." Let's I've, get out of seeing this let's get, icon. This. Let's, we better get home to watch TV because <laughs> one of the most talented musicians of all time. I like this. You, may be your only chance yeah. to see him. We better get out of here because oh, I don't know what's he going to do. Purple Rain or right. some one of the best songs. We better ever. leave before he pulls Stevie Wonder on stage, as he did at the show that I saw. Which no, was we, on like, did you see Purple birthday. Rain? Yeah, we saw Purple Rain. We left as like the second to last song. We saw who was the encore guests and stuff like that. My favorite thing he did ever though was he goes, "Y'all are gonna have to excuse me for one second. and then he just shredded on the guitar, like <laughs> soloed for like three or four minutes, and he goes, "Sorry, just something I had to do." Like, well, that's what the that's what the Prince show is is. Hey, uh, here's where I'm the best MC ever. Hey, here's where I'm the, I'm the best dancer. Oh, I'm going to show you how I'm the best guitar player now. <laughs> it would be kind of shameful to be like he's kind of like embarrassed to be that good at everything. Did he do so this? Incredible. Did he do this to you guys? He got his voice. He goes, "Hey, LA, are you hot?" And then and then everybody else no, and he goes, "That's because you're cool." Oh, he's so <laughs> I good. Loved it. He's I was so, so good. into that. All right, we're he told, way off he topic. told the audience <laughs> he told the audience to call their friends and tell them that they were at the best party. Yes, of all time. oh, he said yes, that. he said that at ours. Uh, my favorite. Wait yeah. a second, I thought I thought our night was the best one. Yeah. God. Well, that's so great is he does he repeats some bits, but for the most part, each show is different. Right. right. Ours was a Friday, and he came out, and he was like, tell all your friends I'm going to be here tomorrow, Friday. And I was like, Prince doesn't even know what day it is. He's so awesome. Prince doesn't care. No. All right, let's talk about uh, – we're going to wind, wind down here. Uh, we'll talk about our final topic of the day, which is uh, always going to be a scientific historical topic, like something that interests us from the history of science. Uh, and Science. So, what's up? Science. science. History of science. And actually, today's topic is about the guillotine and the invention and, and how it came about. Um, so the guillotine... That's cool. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty nuts. Uh, came about during the French Revolution, and it was uh, it was actually wasn't invented by this guy, by Dr. Guillotine, as a lot of people say it is, but it was actually uh, invented by this another doctor named Antoine Louis, or Antoine Louis, if you're American. Um he came up with this idea, and then the Dr. Guillotine was the guy who... What who, a scary name. Yeah, well... Dr. Guillotine. And, and at the time, oh, it was no. just a normal... Right. Yeah, right. But he went up to like their government, and uh, he was against the death penalty. And the way that they were killing people at the time was either hanging them or hacking their head off with an axe just or a sword. <laughs> so, like... Uh, Almost never would it be one clean shot. Like they would, you'd mostly die because they crushed your neck. Right. That's why you. Oh, hey, oh. Yeah. Dead. Exactly. So he's he was like, let's. This is a more humane way to kill people. I'm against the death penalty, but if we do it, let's use this. And then in turn, it made the most efficient killing machine ever. And when the French Shunk. when the French Revolution was in its like highest state of of uh, it's called the Reign of Terror when it was just the worst. In that oh, year uh, that it was going on, Marie. Uh, yeah, they they had Marie Antoinette yeah. and King Louis. And that year alone, between sixteen thousand and forty thousand people were guillotined. Wow! What? Yeah, because it was year. so it was so easy and convenient. Wow. Yeah, it was just called the Reign of Terror, and they were like, you could get killed because your neighbor would just go say to somebody else, "I heard Larry last night. He sounded like he didn't really like this Robespierre guy," and they'd be like, "Kill yeah. that guy!" And they yeah. would. They'd kill you right away. Jerry's a witch. Yeah, exactly. And it makes, and you can see how it'd be addictive to keep doing it because it makes that really satisfying sound. Oh, it's got to sound good. Actually, the the first time, the first one that they ever did was in, I think, 1792. Um, 
they beheaded a guy, and the crowd was pissed because it was so efficient. It wasn't. They said it was really boring. Hack hack job, hack, hack head. Yeah, they were were chanting, like, bring back the Put it back on, tape it back on, and cut it off slowly. They weren't satiated. You need to kill more to make up for it now. Right. But then they all... some other criminals. They all got in the swing of it, and then at, at the height of the guillotine in the middle of this whole reign of terror in the French Revolution, it was like a popular entertainment... Uh, thing to go see. It attracted great crowds, and vendors would sell programs listing the names of those scheduled to die. Programs, huh? Yeah. <sighs> Remember where you were the day. <laughs> so, Mine's got real blood spatter on it. Make you d- sure you got a keepsake so you can tell mom and dad how you saw everyone's head got cut off. Exactly. And it, what the craziest thing to me is that the guillotine was still in effect in France until 1981. Wow. What? And it was it's the only way anybody in France 1981? Yeah, they were still executing people. It's the only way that France has executed people since 1792 till 1981 was all guillotine. To wow. be fair, to be fair, if you're against the guillotine, you should probably just be like I'm against the death penalty. So really the instrument with which it's done is sort of immaterial to me. And the guillotine's probably less painful than some other ways. Like I bet that's one of the least painful ways to go, probably. So it's not crazy they were still doing it. It's, I mean, to me, right. it's crazy countries are still deciding they're allowed to kill people. Actually, but... in, in 1933, Adolf Hitler, he tested one out, and he was like, oh, this is great. Oh. <laughs> so he ordered 20 more, and then they uh, estimate that he killed around 16,500 people during World War II. Jeez, Jesus. That's, that's, yeah. You know what? You know that's what? Just I'm starting a, that's to just think, a small little smidgen. Of I'm starting story. to think Hitler, not a good guy, you guys. Yeah. After yeah. hearing that, I was the jury was out, but now that I hear this, actually, I don't why know don't about you give it. us the flip, the flip Seems side greedy. on Hitler like you did earlier? With, with, I can see killing a couple people. Listen, but that seems just like yeah. he's way out of control. Listen, buddy, take it down a notch. I, I didn't like realize until kill. I read this article about guillotine that there there was a precursor to it called the Scottish Maiden, which I think is also a great euphemistic name for a decapitating device. Is that the one that has the swinging? arm as opposed to the downward... I think it's, I think it's no, also a downward dropping downward. thing, but I just like that it's called the Scottish Maiden. Oh, the Scottish Maiden. Yeah, like the guillotine wasn't the first of its kind. There was the Scottish Maiden and there was another one called the Halifax, but they just had like more blunt blades, so they would come down and a lot of times it wouldn't be like one clean sweep. The guillotine had a 45 degree angle on the blade, so mm-hmm. that's actually why it worked so well. But a lot of people call into question if it is the most humane way. Because they say it said that the blade. Oh, the there blade, you go. This is what I want to hear yes. about. Yes, yeah. the blade cuts quickly enough so that there is relatively little impact on the brain case, and perhaps less likelihood of immediate unconsciousness than a more violent decapitation. So they did it. the The most thorough anybody ever got. Oh, with I don't even want to hear this. But I know going it's... over immediately, at, like looking at a head post guillotine, like right away, it was this doctor in uh, that released this statement in 1905 about this whole long he did a really in-depth um analysis of the head and it's pretty crazy he he uh this is you know you have these this weird fear of aliens right this is one of my greatest fears is this what you're going to get into yeah yeah he's this is what it says um this is from his diary or not his diary his paper I that find he put so out. fascinating See, i waited i waited for several seconds uh the spastic movement ceased it was then that I called in a sharp, strong, sharp voice, Langui, which was the guy's name. So the guy's head's been cut off. His name's Langui. The, this doctor picks his head up right away and yells Langui. And then this is what happens. I saw the eyelids slip, slowly lift up without any uh, spasmodic contractions. I insist 
advisedly on this peculiarity. I can't read right now. I had too many beers. But with an even more, but with an even movement, quite distinct and normal, such as happens in everyday life with people awakened or torn from their thoughts. So he yelled out "Langui," and this dude, un decapitated head, opens up his eyes and looks at him. And then it, next he goes, "Next Langui's eyes very definitely fixed themselves on mine, and the pupils focused themselves. I was not then dealing with the sort of vague, dull look without any expression that can be observed any day in dying people to whom one speaks." I was dealing with an undeniably living eyes, which were looking at me. After, se ever, after several seconds, the eyelids closed again. And then he does that one more time. The dude opens, up his back, opens back up his eyes, looks at him again, and then closes them again. And then he does it another time, and the dude, no reaction. And then he opened up his eyelids, and they were glossed over. So he's saying for a few seconds, the brain the is still yeah. alive. Yeah. Said, check you me get out. enough blood to go. They're trying to talk. They don't get what's happened. Yeah. You're completely shut. There's, but your brain is it's aware that to... something is w off. Right. You're com right. It's, you have to be in su such shock, obviously, because your head is cut off. But that... it just reminds me of those moments when you have something. I was just in an accident three weeks ago where I... Yeah, you got a bad surfboard. Yeah, accident, I wiped out, and evidently my surfboard hit me right in the eye. And um, I think I, I briefly, very briefly, lost consciousness kind of underwater because I kind of remember coming to trying to paddle to the surface, being completely disoriented, and but just in that moment, you don't. I, I have huge cuts. I needed stitches. I broke my nose. Um, I couldn't see out of that eye for a minute or two. So I, like in that moment, I, I thought that I'd lost my eye. But like suddenly, your priorities shift to just not dying. Like I was just, I just intent on not drowning. But I, I was hyper aware, and I wasn't in a lot of pain. And my friend told me I was bleeding. I didn't believe him. Like there's that moment of when things are going so horribly wrong that. So I just picture this headless guy just being panicked and not getting what just happened and thinking like, oh, God, things are going to be okay, though. Things are going to be okay. Now I'm just gone. Wow. It's yeah. The last public uh, guillotine that they did was in 1930, and it was actually, they stopped doing it because it was secretly recorded, and it's online. What? You can look it up. I don't want to look at it. I don't even want to see it. Like It when, can't be that interesting. It's got to be just a black and white funk head that's comes true. Off. Here we go. When the whole the um, piano playing in the background. Uh -huh. With the Saddam Hussein thing, when that went down, did you guys look it up online? Of course. Uh, I of course. believe so, yeah. I did not. I don't want to see that stuff, man. Listen, there's something that I can watch. Something that I, I can't watch Two Girls, One Cup. I can watch Saddam being hanged. Yeah, that's different. I can't. I that's just justice. That. No, I like but, to see justice being carried out. By the way, speaking of creepy decapitation stories, I happened to be, right around Halloween, I was reading some stories about urban legends that happened to be true online, and there was the story about you know, decapitated heads retaining some consciousness. And even more interesting than the story you told about the guillotine, uh, was the story about this U.S. Army veteran who had been stationed in Korea. And in June 1989, the taxi he and his friend were riding in collided with a truck. And the person telling the story was pinned in the wreckage. His friend was decapitated. Uh, so here's what the guy said about what happened. He said, My friend's head came to rest face up and from my angle upside down. As I watched, his mouth opened and closed no less than two times. The facial expression he displayed, the facial expressions he displayed were first of shock or confusion, followed by terror or grief. I cannot exaggerate and say that he was looking all around, but he did display ocular movement in that his eyes moved from me to his body and oh, back to me. No, he like had direct eye contact with me when his eyes took on a hazy, absent expression, and then he was dead. So the dude's looking at his friend. Then he looks over and sees his body he next to him. He basically him. was saying, dude. Yeah. <laughs> his mouth was probably moving. He was like... <laughs>
Dude. No air is coming out. He's like, what? Why is my body over the... Oh, I got a couple Dude. seconds. Okay. <laughs> Dude. That's all it is. I accept that's Jesus the, Christ as my Lord and Savior. Yes, made it. That's the moment. <laughs> cool. Okay. Hopeful last words that you guys say. It can be a sentence. My last words? But you yeah. can't... If your head's off, you can't... No, I'm get just saying. Okay. Hypothetical. If you get to take... take so you're I hope that you're not decapitated. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Uh, I'm going last. Boy, I don't... You just can't... Uh, toss that on me. Okay, you just got... You just Suck my dick, everybody. <laughs> there we go. you just been stabbed, and it hit vitals. You can say one last thing. Is there like a Seeger lyric? It's gonna be Roll like, me suck, away? Suck can my you dick? just... Uh... For me, it's just going to be two words, suck it. Suck, suck it. it. And then I'm going to say... And then I'm after that, I will have one phrase. I'll go, please put my arms in the, in the DX suck it motion. <laughs> <laughs> I just always... I just love... I, I don't know why it always makes me laugh is saying... Suck my dick, everybody. Because it's so stupid. It's everybody. I used to end every set that way when I lived in New York, and I started doing it again because it just makes me laugh. Right. Um, <laughs> I prob no, I'd probably say something to the effect of, like, tell my mother and father that I love them. You know, that's... Oh, uh, well, that's not as fun. No, it's not. As and then I'd it. say, suck my dick, everybody, and then be dead. All right, Andy, you. Peace out. Peace no, out. That's later, skaters. Later. <laughs> later, skaters. I like it. That's a, that's a good way to end our, our uh, podcast. Thanks for listening to Probably Science. Thanks, Mike Burns. Thanks for having me on, guys. You Coming up, check out Mike's podcast, Gentlemen Scumbags. Check that out at gentlemenscumbags.com. It's really good. It's a delight. Download them. Uh, thank you for joining us, and uh, suck our dicks, everybody. Yes. There we go. Science. 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 <laughs> 